0: Welcome to this exciting sermon from World Impact Community Church. We hope you enjoy this message. For more sermons and resources, please do visit us at wscc.in. Praise God and greetings in Jesus' mighty name. What a joy to be again here with the family of God and the house of God. As many of you know that uh, we've been uh, planting a work into a new place and, and we've been going through the joys and the birth pains of all of that. But God is a good God. God has been so faithful. Amen. And I'm so grateful to God for keeping all of you safe, that we can worship God together this morning and come into the presence of God. And um, I would like every one of you to turn your Bibles with me to um, the book of Genesis. And we're going to look at chapter 5 and verse 1 and 2. Genesis chapter 5 and verse 1 and 2. And the Bible says, This is the book of the generations of Adam. In the day when God created Adam, He made him in the likeness of God. He created them, male and female. He blessed them, and He named them Adam. In the day when they were created. In fact, you'll see many scriptures will say, And they named Adam. And he named them man. But if you look in the Hebrew, the word is not man. In the Hebrew, it's actually, and he named them Adam. Because Adam was taken from the earth. He was from the earth. He was called man. And he blessed them. And he named them man. God strayed after creating. You know, creating the first being that he created. The first thing God did. Is that he straight away went and he named his creation. He called this creation by name. He created them male and female. He blessed them, named them Adam in the day when they were created. For God, after creation, naming seemed to be very important to God. God found great pleasure in naming something. Uh, you know, everything that's created, that whether it's animate or inanimate, living or, or, or non-living, you know, we want to give it a name. And we see that God also gave it a name. Everything is given by name, either by God or given a name by man. Either God or man would give it a name. We see in Genesis chapter 2 and verse 19, Out of the ground the Lord formed Every beast of the field and every bird of the sky. And brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called a living creature, that was its name. So we see that here is God creating Adam and Eve. And now God is sending Adam. And and Adam is going out. And God seems to have given a mandate to Adam to name every creature. He says whatever, you see that he would call them. You know, he brought them to man. To see what he would call them. Now God was not. God had a name for them I'm sure. But now God brought all the animals to man. And he's giving man an opportunity. To do exactly what God would do. To call something by a name. He wanted to see what he would call them. And man gives names to all the cattle. And to the birds of the sky. And to the beasts of the field. But for Adam there was not found a helper suitable for him Today, the message I want to share is called the name. You know, when you look in the word of God, you see that God is into names. God loves names. He loves to call things by name. He wants to call it specifically by a name. And the very you know, a desire of God's heart, wanting to call something by name, God passed it on to his creation man. And he said, now just like I call things by their name, I want you to call it by a name. And therefore he brings all of creation. He brings one by one all the cattle and the birds and the, and the sky of the sky and to every beast of the field. But for Adam there was not found a suitable helper. And so we, we see on in verse 21. So the Lord, what did God do? Now he said, just like Adam named all the cattle and all the animals, because this was now his jurisdiction. This was his jurisdiction. And God had given a a designated authority to Adam to be able to name things, to call things as they are in his jurisdiction. Every one of us has a jurisdiction and god has given us a right and responsibility he, we have a family and god has given us a right and responsibility even to call our children by a name because that is our jurisdiction because you know it is powerful to know that it, you know that, that god intends for us to call someone by a name so look what adam did so the lord god brought a deep sleep to fall upon the man and he slept and then he took one of his ribs And closed up the flesh of that place. And the Lord God fashioned into a woman the rib which he had taken from the man. And brought her to man. Someone said like this, I don't understand how God can make a woman out of a rib. Well, then I don't understand how science could say everything came out of nothing from a big bang. You know, it's easier to believe that God could create a woman from a rib. Than to believe that everything started with a bang, and and all the animals and the crocodiles and the monkeys and all came with a big bang. I'm sure they would come with a big bang if they came here. But uh, you know, sometimes we, we 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 question the easier things for God to do something than for nothing to do everything out of nothing. Now, how great is that? For you know, uh, uh, and nothing caused everything to come out of nothing. So, what did Adam do? Adam goes ahead and he says, he's, he look, he's, So the Lord caused a deep sleep and he takes the rib out, uh, the woman, the, he fashioned into a woman the rib which had taken from the man and brought her to the man. And the man said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. And she shall be called woman. Look what man does. Straight after creation, bone of my bone. And flesh of my flesh. And she shall be called. He goes out and gives her a name. Why does he do it? Because it is powerful to understand. That names are very important to God. And names have very powerful functions. One of the first functions of a name. Is that names give us an identity. Name gives us an identity. The moment you hear a name, you know, you know that's where they are from, or that's how they, you know. Names give us an identity. Some people take on a, a family name, and that uh, and that is to let people know I'm from that family, you know, or I'm from 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 that geography. Uh, and we have names that 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 let us that we know when we hear the name we know where they are from or we or, or, or it might be a name that will that will be uh, letting people know somebody's race or color or some people have names uh, you know the, uh, it's amazing in some parts of the world they're born on a sunday they're called sunday so and so their first name becomes sunday some people are named after the weather fair weather uh, some people are named after the month they're born in may they're called may uh, they call in June born in June they call June and so every time a name is given it begins to give somebody an identity it gives somebody a representation in this identity what is held within this identity is the personhood it's the person the person carries an identity what else does a name do a name not only brings an identity name brings a revelation upon the person When you call someone by a name, when God looked at Peter and said, you are Simon, but you shall be called Peter, what does he say? Thus far you have been like a weed that's tossed around in a wind, but you are going to be called a rock. There is a revelation in that name where God wants us to understand every time God calls something by a name, there is a revelation that is packed into it. This revelation, your identity is your, the person. Your revelation is your potential. In that revelation, you know that God has planned a great potential for you upon your life. When somebody is called Joseph, for example, the name Joseph means and he shall add. What a potential. Which means he's not going to subtract. God is going to cause him to add. Hallelujah. When someone is called Yohanan, Yahweh is gracious. Which means in that name, God is putting into that name a potential for God through that person's life to be gracious into that generation. Hallelujah. That is why God in a name is an identity. In a name is a revelation. It has a potential. In a name is a proclamation. Hallelujah. Oh, come on people of God. When you call something by name, you don't just put some fancy name on someone because it sounds really nice. A name carries a proclamation because in that name there is Power, every time you declare a name, life and death are in the power of your tongue. And when you speak that name, there is a proclamation that goes out through that name. Hallelujah. That is why even sickness carries a name. It is called by a name. And when we know that that is the name, you know that there is something that is happening in the body that is breaking down. But I want you to know even healing carries a name. Jesus came saying, I am Jehovah Rapha. Hallelujah. He's a God that heals. He, there is a proclamation in that name that Yahweh is a healing God. Hallelujah. In the name carries identity. In a name there is a revelation. In a name there is a proclamation. And in the name there is a mission that is packed into that name. Hallelujah. What is that mission? A purpose from God. A plan from God. When God named uh, Joseph, God had planned for him to be a mighty deliverer into, for Israel into Egypt. God had planned for him to be a mighty deliverer of Israel into Egypt. Now if the name does not carry a meaning... Like many parts of the world, uh, many parts of the world, the names don 't carry a meaning for some reason or the other, or maybe the, that name carries a meaning in some part of the world, some other part of the world. And uh, if it doesn 't carry a meaning, sometimes we try to add a meaning, a prefix, or a suffix to that name. For example, we 'll try to communicate something through that name. when someone is called Dr. John, you add a prefix to it. why? You want to add value that name by something by a by by knowing what job they do or the career they do or or uh, you do a you know you know put a name and you put llb behind it or or you put that's an advocate so and so what are you doing that's a prefix added to the name so that in that name it will have a, a mission are you listening to me it'll have a mission a name has an identity that is the personhood Name has a revelation, that is the potential. A name has a proclamation, that is the power in the name. And a name has a mission, the purpose. Hallelujah. That name has power. Are you listening to me? It's got power. That is why Jesus is the Raja and he is the Maharaja. It's in that name. He's the king of kings and the lord of lords. It's packed into the name. Some of us, we like suffixes. We'll put put the name of our place along with it. So and so uh, from that place. (laughs) Because we think if people know the place more than they know the name, at least they will know me by the place. Somehow wanting to get a name. Do you know God likes names? God calls you by your name. From your mother's womb, you had a name. Before your mother named you, God called you by a name. You may not have known that name. <laughs> Some of our names sound like, you know, you put a few pebbles in a box and shake it round. <laughs> Tinklang. Or whatever name man has put for you. Before you were born, God called you by a name. And when God called you, God didn't call you saying you're useless. God called you by a prophetic name. God called you by a name from heaven. God called you by a powerful name. And that is the day your life began. When he called you by your name and said come forth. That is the day your life began. God loves names. Do you know God loves names? In the Bible, God has many different names. And each one has a significant revelation of a particular attribute of the character of God. When you look in the Bible, in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1, the Bible says, In the beginning, Elohim created the heavens and the earth. The word Elohim is a plural word. It means in the beginning, the I know the translation says, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. But the, the Hebrew actually is a plural word, means in the beginning the gods created the heavens and the earth. Now you might wonder, what's these gods? Genesis 1.26 says, and, the, and Elohim said, and the God said, let us make man in our image. Who's the us? Who's the our? It's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So, he begins to, in the beginning, the first words of the Bible introduces a name. Why does he introduce himself as Elohim? Because the word Elohim means the supreme one. The great one. The first one. Before you could name a god, this is the one. The great god. And so you go on to see that he introduces himself with many names. Why did God introduce him with many names at different times? Because every time and season, he wanted to give people a revelation of an attribute of God. Hallelujah. He wanted to give man, he, he wanted to give man a, a revelation of an attribute of God. And so he began to say different names in the Bible. In the Old Testament you see many names. One name was called Yahweh. Yahweh or Jehovah. It means the Lord, God. When you, it's found in the Hebrew Bible and, and particularly Jews find, you know, great meaning in this name. In their in their Jewish traditions, because it is a covenant name used by God, and, and many times they find it so holy to be even spoken that wouldn't speak the name. And then God began to come one by one. Everywhere he went, He he brought a new revelation of the name. After some time, God came and he said, My name is Adoni or Adonai. What did that name mean? That name Adonai meant God is my owner, God is my ruler. God owns me, everything about me, everything I have, everything I am, everything I live for, God owns me. Hallelujah. If you owned a car, would I have the right to come and take your car any anytime and drive it anytime? Now you, would, you wouldn't, even for your pastor. You wouldn't do that. Some of you may. But the truth is, if you own the car, you wouldn't give permission to just anybody to take it anywhere, anywhere anytime. And, and why? Because in your heart, you know, you have the sole right to decide whether to drive it, or, the, to, or to park it, or to dump it, or to throw it off a bridge, or do whatever you want with that car. You have the right because you own it. And yet... When we call God, you are my Adonai. You are my Adoni. We are, yet, we don't recognize the revelation behind the name. Well, we are saying, God, you own me. Everything about me. My life is not my own. My hands are not my own. They belong to you, Lord. My, 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 my job is not my own. It's yours. My house is not my own. It belongs to you, Lord. Lord, everything I have, it belongs to you. Because you are my Adonai. In a name is revelation. It's powerful. And then God begins to come along and He says, there's another name I want to say. And He says, He reveals the name I am. He comes to Moses. Moses looks at him and says, who are you? You know, He he comes to Moses and says, it's powerful. He comes to Moses in, in Exodus 3 and He says, I've heard the affliction of My people. I have seen their pain and I'm concerned about them. Therefore, Moses, you go. And Moses looks at him and says, excuse me, but who are you? And God looks at him and says, I am that I am. And that he introduces a revelation in that name. I am that I am. And what does that that mean? That name in the Hebrew means, I shall be everything that I said I shall be. If I said I will be your savior, I will be your savior. If I said I will be your deliverer, I will be your deliverer. If I promise something to you, I want to be everything. I am. I Not I was, not I will be, I am. That is why Jesus stood up and said, Before your father Abraham, I am. He was identifying himself with God the father with that name. And then he came about. And revealed another name. And his name was Abba. Abba, father. You know, some names come only with seasons. You can bring the revelation only when the season comes. Until, you know, a few years ago, nobody called me Abba. I called my father Abba or Papa or Abba or Daddy or whatever we call our fathers. And we call, I begin to be called Abba or Papa or Abba. Only when I became a father, which means some names take meaning only in certain seasons of our life. Which means we have the potential to carry that name, but we have not yet walked in it. Hallelujah. If that is the case, if God looks at you and calls you mighty warrior, and you look at yourself and you say, I don't think I am that. I want you to know you have the potential to carry that name, even though you are not there. Hallelujah. The potential of God is inside of you. And don't limit yourself to the potential. When God calls you mighty warrior, Gideon looked and said, who, me? You're talking about me? And Gideon was threshing wheat in a wine press. When an angel came and said, mighty warrior. And he said, I don't know whom you're talking about. Because he didn't recognize in that name was a prophetic potential. Hallelujah. And I want you to know heaven calls you by prophetic names. Heaven calls you by prophetic names. God calls you. He calls impossible situations that you and I think. God looks at you and says, it is possible. God wants to decree that and declare that over your life. And that is why in some seasons of your life, when the name sounds foolish, in other seasons of your life, you'll stand back and say, God, I'm amazed at how you brought it to pass. I'm just shocked at your ability. Because things I never imagined... Today you have brought it to pass. And then God begins to reveal more attributes of the name. There was another name. God begins the El names of God. The Elohim, meaning the Supreme One, the Creator. The El Roe means God who sees me. One day Hagar was asked to leave her home by her ma- master and, and her mistress, Abraham and Sarah. You know, Sarah had decided that Hagar has to go because she had a baby and she was becoming intimidating. And she was asked to leave. And she goes out in the middle of the wilderness. No water. And she cries out, cries out to God, El Roy, my God, who sees me? And God answered because for her at that moment, that was her revelation that was her personal revelation El Rui my God who sees me when I have no one my God who sees me when the man in my life has driven me out with a baby my God who sees me in my impossible circumstances then God begins to come with another El name and the name was El Shaddai El Shaddai means Almighty God or all-sufficient God. Mighty one. In fact, in fact, the Hebrew meaning is mighty-breasted one. The one who's got a big, mighty warrior chest. The one who's a almighty in battle. God wanted to reveal himself. Do you know God as your El Shaddai? The God who will stand on your behalf. Or do you know God as your El Roi, The God who will supply your needs when others let go of your hands. Do you know God as your El, you know, El Elion? El Elion, He reveals a name, My Redeemer. God is my Redeemer. The one who will redeem me from the fowler's trap. The one who will redeem me from the enemy's plans. My God, maybe the enemies, maybe your bosses, maybe other people have planned some evil plans over you. God will be your El Elion. Hallelujah. A God who will redeem you. Why did God reveal those names? Because God wants you to know He wants to be that revelation of that name in your life. And I've had moments in my life, I've known God in these many many ways. And then after some time, God comes and reveals another name. El Olam. The name, the everlasting God or the eternal God. The one who exists outside the confines of time. The one who is not limited by time. The God who is not limited by our, our schedule, our plan. Unceasing, dependable, trustworthy, eternal, always present. The El Olem God. Then he comes and reveals himself by another name. Elohim Chaim, which means the living God. The one who will never die. The one who is forever and forever and forever and forever. The living one He is that we would know. That's why in Joshua 3.10, he said, Today you will know that Elohim Chaim, is among you. But today you will know that God, the living one, is fighting for you. That God, the living one, is standing on your behalf. Have you known God in his, these attributes? Why does God give names? God's not in, God is not crazy about many, many names. God gives names because in the name... Is a revelation. He wants you to know Him. He wants you to know that He is the ever-present hell. Elohim. And then He came with another name. El-Khanah. In Exodus 20 and verse 5, you know, six times this word, He reveals Himself to the name El-Khanah, which means God who is jealous for you. God who looks at you with, with a jealousy. That doesn't mean He's jealous in a negative way. God who looks at you, He's jealous for you. He loves you so much that He loves you as the apple of His eye. And He says, I am your El Khanna, the one who's so jealous for you. I don't want you to destroy your life. I don't want you to mess up your life. I am jealous for you, to protect you, and to keep you, and to love you, and to walk with you. And then God came as the years went by. God brought about another revelation of another name. God comes with a new name and his name was Jehovah. And he comes and he says Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Jireh. Abraham and Isaac were going up on this side of the mountain. And Isaac asked Abraham, where's the, we have the fire, we have the wood, where is the lamb? And Abraham looked at him and said, Jehovah Jireh, God is our provider. You know they say that rams are not found on Mount Moriah where Abraham was going to sacrifice Isaac. Sheep and those rams are not found there. And you know what that means? It means when Abraham was obeying God, told Sarah, we will go worship and we'll come back. When Abraham was obeying God, and he and Isaac were walking up on this side of the mountain, God the Father was holding a ram and walking up on the other side of the mountain. And the only place they would meet would be in the place of obedience. Hallelujah. That on the place of sacrifice. Listen to me. In the place of obedience and sacrifice, Jehovah erased. God has seen to it. God will supply our needs. God wants to reveal His names to us. And God revealed another name, Jehovah Rapha, the God that heals you. God that heals you sometimes. We don't know why many people are not healed. But one thing we do know, God is still a healing God. We've seen God heal in the lives of people. We've seen supernatural miracles take place. Now, because God, everyone has not been healed, does not mean God is still not healing God wanted to reveal a name. He said, I will bless your food and your water. And he said, I am the Lord that heals you. Psalm 147 and verse 3. I am Jehovah Rapha. I am the one that will bind your wounds. I am the one that I want to reveal my power to heal you. And then God comes and reveals another name. And he says, my name is Jehovah Nissi. Nissi, the Lord says, I am your banner. When you stand in front of people, you don't have to fight your battles. Maybe there's nobody to support you. Maybe there's nobody to protect you. There's nobody to speak on your behalf. God is saying, I will be your Jehovah Nissi. I will speak on your behalf. I will stand up for you. And I've seen many times in my life, and I'm sure you have seen in your life, how God has been your Jehovah Nissi. He raises up a banner in front of you. And when you have come through that season of your life, you will look back and say, look what the Lord has done. Hallelujah. He wants to reveal Himself in a name, Jehovah Nissi. And then He comes and He says, not only that, I want to reveal myself in Jehovah Shalom. I want to be your peace. I want to be a peace in every difficult circumstance. I want to be a peace in your in your challenging times. And he says, not only that, I want to be Yahweh Suri, where God is my rock, and Yahweh Shabbat, where he says, you know this word Jehovah Shabot, it's one of the most powerful names in the Bible. You know what that means? We know Him to be a father. We know Him to be a provider. We know Him to be tender and caring. Oh, He's a good shepherd. He's all of that. But He comes with the name Jehovah Shabbat. You know what that means? It means the God of the armies of heaven. It means that he is the Lord of hosts. That he has angelic armies. We may be able to see it. We may not be able to see it. But God is saying, I am the God of the armies of heaven. If you have seen me as a, as a good shepherd carrying a lamb. I also want you to know I am the king of the armies of heaven. That is why Jesus said, don't you know at my word. A legions of angels will come down. Hallelujah. At his word, ready to obey Jesus. Because he was the God of the angels. Of glory and God and He revealed Himself as Yahweh Ra. The Lord, the Lord is my shepherd and Yahweh Shamma. The Lord is present, my ever-present helper. He says, "I will not leave you nor forsake you." Yahweh Sitkonu. God is my righteousness. Yahweh Makadesh. Where God is my sanctification. Every time God comes with the revelation, He says, "You can't sanctify yourself. I will be your sanctification." You are not able to walk in righteousness. I will be your righteousness. But after all of that, 2,000 years ago, one day, Matthew's Gospel, chapter 1, verse 21, the Bible says, an angel Gabriel came and and told Mary, she will bear a son. And you shall call his name Jesus. Yeshua. For he will save his people from his sin. Hallelujah. What did God do? He brought about a new revelation for a new dispensation. Until then, there was no savior. But 2,000 years ago, the father sent his only begotten son and said, he shall be called Yeshua. Or he shall be called Jesus. He shall be called Yeshu. Why? Because in that name, it meant God is going to save you and me from our sins. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why did he send Jesus with that name? Because he wants the whole world to know the proclamation of that name. Yeshua means Jesus will save you. Hallelujah. Every time, Gabriel said, you will call him that name. Every time you call him Jesus. You know, I can just imagine Mother Mary, you know, raising the little baby Jesus. And he's running around and he's saying, Jesus come here. Which means Yahweh will save the world. Come here. Oh Jesus, sit down and have your food. Yahweh will save the world. Have your food. Every, what was she doing? Every time she was proclaiming over him, his prophetic potential. Hallelujah. Every time he was decreeing and declaring. I mean, look in the Bible, Jesus had many names. John 1, 1 says, he was the word, in the beginning was the word, the word is with God, the word is God. He was called Emmanuel, which means God is with us. God's not far away anymore, he's with us. He was called Christ, which means the anointed one. He was called the son of man, he was called the son of God, he was called rabbi, he was called apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, he was called redeemer, he was called messiah, he was called shepherd, the great shepherd, the wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace, and he was called the alpha and the omega, and he was called the king of kings and the lord of lords. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This word, Jesus, Yeshua says, It's a word that is given a powerful meaning, attributed a meaning from heaven. Philippians chapter 2, verse 9 to 11 says like this, Therefore, God has exalted him and given him a name that is above every other name, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow who gave him that name the father gave him that name what why did he give that name because the father knew that this is the name this is the person by which the whole world shall be saved hallelujah god the father was prophetically proclaiming over that name why does jesus name have power no jesus name does not have power because it's said in english you know, some people say, okay, if it's Jesus, then how can it be Yeshua? How can it be Yeshua? How can be all of that? Listen to me. The name Jesus, the word Jesus doesn't have power. What do you mean? Then what, does, what has power? Because if you go to South America, there are a lot of people call Jesus there. You know, so many people with the name Jesus. In fact, the name Jesus, the name Hosea, the name Joshua, all of them mean Yahweh is our salvation. So all those names mean Yahweh is our salvation. But why does Jesus' name have power? Listen to me carefully. The the literal name is not inherently powerful. But what gives it power is because God assigned that name to His Son. And not just that. The Bible says, even though it was not You know, if Jesus was saying, if it's possible, take this cup of suffering away from me. Why was there power in that name? The Bible says, because he became obedient, even obedient to death on a cross. What gave that name power? A life that backed it up. What gives your name power? A life that backs it up. What gives the children of God our name that we should be called the sons of God? It becomes powerful when we live a life that backs up that name. God wants us to walk in that. So Jesus' name is not a magic word like abracadabra or kapus kapus. Or some you know, there's no magic word that that, you know we you speak over something. No, Jesus' name does not have that kind of a power. Then what kind of a power does it have? It has the power that when a born again child of God, who has received Jesus to be his Lord and Savior, when he stands up and says, Satan in the mighty name of Jesus I command you, God of heaven stands behind you and says, Satan I said in my name, get out of here. It's God backing up your command of that name. How many understand what I'm saying? There is power in the name of Jesus Christ. And God chose to assign that name. God gave him that name. God called him by that name. The power is not in the name. The power is in the person behind that name. And that person is Yeshua al-Masih, Jesus Christ, the Messiah. And I think that's very important. So what kind of power is in this name? There is many different things that are packed in. Some people think the power in the name is only to heal. No, there is a lot more. First and foremost, there is power in that name to save. Hallelujah. There is no other name in heaven or on earth by which a man shall be saved except by the name of Jesus. There is power in that name that if somebody would say, Jesus, I receive you into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Jesus, I'm a sinner. Oh, he's not praying to some guy in South America. He's crying out to God, Yeshua who saves him. You have the power to save me. That is why whether it's Yeshu or Yeshu or Jesus or Yeshua or any of those names, we are not calling on the name. We are calling on the person that carries the name. And that's the person Jesus. That is why His name is powerful. His name is powerful. John 20 verse 31 says, But these have been written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And believing you may have life in His name. By believing you may have life in His name. Which means the power in the name or life in the name is not by taking the name. The power in the name is not by some secret formula. The power in the name is by believing. Every time we begin to believe in that name, to everyone who believed in Him, He gave them the power to become the sons of God. Hallelujah. The power is not in the name. The power is in the person behind that name. Not only is it in the person behind the name, the power is in the faith with which we have called on that name. It is not a magic formula. That is why we understand that there is life in His name. That God would put in that name that we might have life. That the highest name, far above every other name. That is why Philippians 2, nine says, And God has given him a name higher than any or every other name. I want to tell you today, there is no name in heaven or earth or under the earth that can compare to the name of Jesus Christ. His name is higher. His name is Far higher than any name named anywhere on the planet. And his name is Jesus. And no, it is not the power in the name. It's not the power in the background of the name. It is the power in the person who carries that name. And his name is Yeshua. His name is Jesus. He has the highest name. That name has the power to save us. The Bible says, that name has the power to save us. Everyone that calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Romans 10.13 says, it has the power not only to save us, sanctify us and to make us righteous, but this name has the power to heal us. The word sozo is the word for salvation. The word sozo is the Greek word for salvation. This word sozo has two meanings. One meaning is to be saved and the other meaning is to be healed. Actually, the word sozo, in its literal meaning, means to be made whole in every way. Sozo means, well, so that is why the Bible says in Romans 10:17, if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth, you shall be sozo. But Jesus also looked to the paralyzed man by the pool of Bethesda and said, do you want to be sozo? So to the paralyzed man, he was asking, do you want to be healed? But in Romans 10:17, he says, do you want to be saved? Why? Because the word saved means to be healed, to be delivered, to be brought, made whole, to be brought back to godly order. Hallelujah. So, in that name there is the power to heal. Acts and chapter 3 and verse 6. One day, Peter was walking by, there was a lame man. And a lame man asked him for money. And he looked at him and he said, Silver and gold I don't have. But such as I have I give unto you. In the name of Jesus. That means in the personhood of Jesus. In the personhood of Jesus, rise up and walk. He declared and he proclaimed the name of Jesus Christ because there is power. To be healed. Acts 3.16, he said, On the base of the faith in his name, it is the name of Jesus which has strengthened this man, whom you see, that both you see and know. There is power to heal in the name of Jesus. Not only to heal, there is power to even cast out demons in the name of Jesus. And the Bible says that you see people were casting out demons. Acts 16.18, Paul was passing by. There was this demoniac woman who was constantly troubling him every day. He turned to her and he said, I command you in Jesus' name. Come out of her. And the demon left her immediately. There is power in the name of Jesus to bring deliverance. Why is this name outstanding among all names? Why is this name? Because it can heal. The name can save. The name can deliver. The name can give life. The name can get you eternally in heaven This name can do mighty things for you Not only is that this the fact There is authority in the name of Jesus Demons recognize his authority Years ago when I was going to the village To preach one day myself and the pastor and A few of us we had gone to a village to preach And went over there a demoniac man came running towards us To attack and I was in the front As you, you ask my family I am always walking in the front So everyone's like catching up with me. And so in the village also I landed up. We put the scooter on the stand. I got off and I'm getting into the village. And a demoniac man is coming straight for me. And I look at that man. I knew it was a demon person. His eyes were sunken. I looked at him. I said, I command you in Jesus name. Leave that man. And the guy came poof and just fell down face flat in front. Why? Because he knew the authority of the person behind that name. Hallelujah. That is why a little child can stand in Jesus' name. And miracles can happen. You don't have to be 40 before you can do things for God. You can be a little baby and be praying for the sick. In Jesus' name. Because the power is in the person behind the name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What else is there in that name? There is safety in that name. The Bible says in Proverbs 18.10, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous will run into it and they are... Safe. There is a mission in that name that in the name of Jesus He says, You know, go in my name and make disciples of every nation. And I think God is calling us today to do things in the name of the Lord. God is calling us today to you know we need to go out there and serve. As we're going to pray together, I'm going to share one more important revelation. As you God wants us to go out and do things in the name. If we know what is our identity, if we know what is the revelation, if we know what is the proclamation in that name, and we know that there is, you know, all these things packed into that name, there is a mission in that name. We need to call on the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We need to put our faith in that name. According to what the Bible is saying. We need to preach and proclaim the name of Jesus Christ. We need to worship and magnify the name of Jesus. We need to pray. The Bible says, you've not asked anything in my name. But ask and it shall be done for you, because you ask according to the will of God. We need to learn to pray in the name of Jesus. Not only pray, we can work in the name of Jesus. We have to work in that name. And Jesus said in Colossians 3:17, Whatever you do, whether in word or in deed, do it in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Whatever you do, there is only in one person's name you're going to do it. Some many times, oh, I'm doing this for my father. Oh, I'm doing it for my grandfather's honor. Or I'm doing it for this or that. Jesus says, whatever you do, in word or in deed, do it in the name of Jesus. Bring glory to God. Let God's name, you're leading worship, bring glory to God. Do it in Jesus' name. Don't do it in your name. You're preaching, do it in Jesus' name. You're, 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 we're building a facility, do it in Jesus' name. You're teaching your children how to read and write. Do it in Jesus' name. You're going out and, and praying for the sick. Do it in Jesus' name. You're sharing the gospel, proclaiming it. Do it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Whatever you do in word and deed, do it in Jesus' name. We must be ready to live for Jesus. And we must be ready to die for Jesus. Hallelujah. But I want you to know, not only has Jesus have a name. You know, all around the world, people are trying to get for themselves a name. You know in Genesis 11 how that they were building the tower of babel and they said we will build for ourselves a city so high we will make for ourselves a name man doesn't have a name because he really does not know the name god has called him with and when you don't know your own identity what god calls you with you will spend the rest of your life trying to make for yourself a name <laughs> when you don't know your identity you will use every other alternate identity as your identity. You will use your, your cultural identity. You'll use your geographical identity. You'll use your family name's identity. You'll lose all of that. But every one of those is temporal, will die with you, and will go to the grave. The only identity that will go with you from here to heaven will be the identity that God looks at you and says, This is my beloved child. This is my son. This is my daughter. And God wants to give you a name. When you think of great names, you'll think of names of sports people and musicians and politicians and you call them great. You say, Alexander the Great. He's not great anymore. His kingdom is nowhere because kings and kingdoms, they'll all pass away. But there's something about that name. Jesus will return. He will come with the sound of a trumpet, powerful name. And not only that i want you to know that god wants to call you by a prophetic name the name that god called you with from heaven is probably not the name you're given here on earth you know why god has a right to call someone by name and god also gives man a right to give a name and the name man gives is the according to his revelation the name god gives you is according to God's revelation about you. Hallelujah. And do you know, do you know that when you go to heaven, do you know you will not be called by your earthly name? When I go to heaven, I won't, be, I won't be John. And when, oh by the way, when Jesus goes to heaven, this will blow your mind. It would surprise me if he will be known as Jesus. I'll tell you why. Because his name is Yeshua Which is Yeshua is our salvation When you go to heaven he's already saved It's a dispensational name With a revelation But there is only one eternal name That is there from the beginning In the beginning was the word The word was with God and the word was God And in heaven the Bible says It will be written on his thigh His name will be written on his thigh The word Oh come on now That's the eternal name of God that's, a, that's, that's the eternal name of God. And that is why you may have a name here on earth. But there's a name God calls you with. And I want you to stand up together. We're going to pray right now. And I want to declare over you. Maybe today, I don't know what names people have called you by. I don't know what people have spoken over your life. I don't know if, you're, if your teachers have called you useless. I want you to know God calls you useful. Hallelujah. I don't know if your families have called you poor But God calls you prosperous I don't know if people have said that You know, you're not going to amount to anything God says, I have plans for you, says the Lord Plans to bless you and not to harm you Plans for a hope and for a future God wants to give you a name Look what it says here in Revelation 2.17 Those of you who don't understand There's going to be a new name in heaven Revelation 2.17 says He who has a year let him hear what the spirit says to the churches to him who overcomes to him I will give some of the hidden manna, and I will give him a white stone read with me a white stone and and what I will give the one who overcomes I'm going to give a new name when you get to heaven you're going to have a new name in heaven a name proclaimed by God himself hallelujah oh hallelujah you're going to have a new name And not only that, for those of you that are astonished That Jesus was going to have another name I'll give you from the scripture So I'll settle all your Because some of you love the name Jesus so much You can't let go of that, even if you go to heaven Revelation 3 and verse 12 I want you to read this loud Look at Revelation 3 and verse 12 Let's go, it says He who overcomes I will make him a pillar Come on, have you got it? Go ahead, read it He who overcomes, I will make him a pillar where in the temple okay go ahead and he will not go out from it anymore and I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God the New Jerusalem which comes down out of heaven from my God and what I will write on him my new name says the Lord Oh, you thought I was teaching heresy. I just thought you're not reading your scriptures. <laughs> Hallelujah. He will write on that stone his new name. Because he will have a, a new name given in the new dispensation. That will be, listen to me. You know why he's not given us that name right now as a revelation? Because in this dispensation, if he told us that name, we wouldn't even understand that name. We wouldn't even catch the revelation of what it looks like. One of my friends recently, he had an encounter where he was taken up to heaven. He was shaking his head and he was saying, in one of the messages I heard him say, he was saying, he was saying, I can't explain heaven to you. He says, there's no way I can explain. There are colors we have not seen. There's a presence we have not encountered. He says, your friends will be so close to you, but you're conscious of Jesus who is next to you. He says he's everywhere. He says, how can I explain something from that dimension that we don't understand in this dimension? That is why if he gave you his name now, from then, you and I would never understand it. But I want to tell you, instead of him giving you his name from then, let him give you his name for you for now. where well, God calls you blessed and highly favored. God calls you blessed and highly favored. God calls you fruitful. Hallelujah. God calls you a blessing. God calls you healed. God calls you wonderful. God calls you beautiful. God's giving you a name this morning. God calls you powerful. God calls you mighty warrior. God calls you anointed one. God calls you the son of God. God calls you the, you know, he calls you by a powerful name. Come on, let's pray together. And I am going to pray. Father in Jesus mighty name. We are agreeing together right now. We cancel every curse spoken upon the people by anybody that has spoken names upon them that are not the name that God has spoken over them father I want to decree and declare they will be fruitful I declare I call them by their name they will be the head not the tail they will be the first not the last they will be a success they will not be a failure they are the beloved of God they are called by God they will be anointed by God they will see miracles in their life they will be miracle workers they will be mighty deliverers They will be all that God has called them to be. Because you are calling them by a new name. Hallelujah. Father in Jesus name. We rebuke and we cancel every negative thing spoken over them. And we release the anointing of God upon the people. Father we thank you and praise you. Father we receive it. Go ahead and receive it. Father we receive every name you speak over us. Every blessing you speak over us. We receive it in Jesus' mighty name. We receive it in Jesus' mighty name. We give you the glory and the honor. We will live in it and walk in it because you are our God eternal in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen, amen and Amen. God bless you. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to this sermon. For more sermons, please do visit us at wicc.in.